0: everyone and welcome to gamers on the go a podcast dedicated solely to those games you can take with you i'm your host chase kenneke today's show is on her story and my guest is his story nope that didn't work pierce
1: crocheting hi pierce hello wow God, it's
0: it's uh it's been a things while things have
1: changed yeah
0: wow you thing, redecorated yes. in here <laughs> let's redecorate i don't even think we did a video yeah. uh there's a podcast. foul smell
1: in the air it's well, been so long you know
0: yes certainly um Yes. Uh, Last time you were on was uh, definitely the pre-COVID era, so, you know, now we're used to video calls and bullshit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I think back to a time, especially when we were recording these when we didn't use video, and that, those are bad decisions. Video makes things so much easier. Yeah,
0: I mean, you get to see, you get to see me, like, open my mouth, like, I'm about to talk, Pierce, you gotta shut up now, (laughs) I I wanna say it, I wanna say it. Uh, So hopefully I won't interrupt you as much. Or you'll at least know when the interruptions are about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pierce's it, like it has been a while. What do you remember? What other episodes you were on?
1: I, was the last one uh, oxen free? It could have been oxen free. Okay. Yeah, I, but I thought that was a casual hour. I guess not.
0: No, that was, was Bobby that was on that one. us. Yeah, Bobby was on that one with us. Okay. Um, we did a Tetris episode at one point. I think that was before. Ops yeah, that Sendo. was
1: that was still like 2014, 2015, that Tetris
0: yeah. episode. Yeah, that was good times.
1: And then a lot of Pokemon episodes.
0: Had you on some Pokemon episodes. Uh, I think we, did we do, did we do a Sound Shapes? Or is that Oh, that's one a good I, question, yeah. Maybe that's I was one wondering, I still want to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, Sound Shapes, and then there was also, I was wondering if we did a Mini Metro one do I don't think so. I don't think we've okay. done a mini metro. But hey, now that you mention it, great idea. Wow. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Future <laughs> um, episodes, stay tuned. You, you know, you know how it's bad, Pierce. It's bad that I um, I was looking up old episodes and went, like, wait a minute, because uh, I was like, which Pokemon episode am I on? I do I do these Pokemon episodes chronologically. Um, I think I'm on Black and White, and I and I went back and I looked like I've already done two episodes on Black and White, and Jeez. I thought, I didn't. <laughs> And there's also Black and White 2, so I was like, well, wait, no, 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 that's probably just Black and White and Black and White 2. I was like, no, no, motherfucker, you've written, you've done two episodes on the same game. You're on Black and White 2 now, you idiot. Was there,
1: was there any uh-huh. acknowledgement in the second episode of the first episode?
0: I assume you didn't listen uh, no, to thing. No, I didn't even know. Yeah, it was a complete miss on my part, uh, because I am an idiot, and those shows were like, years apart, I'm sure. <sighs> what, a, what a time. But we're not talking about Pokemon here. We're talking about her story. Uh, before we even start talking about the game, I gotta talk about how um, how we even came to this episode. Because it was... Guys, it was a struggle. Not for me. I, I played the game and loved it when it first came out in, in 2015. Um, Pierce over there took a little bit more convincing. Maybe, I don't know. maybe something I don't know like seven years... or No, not seven. Six, six years of convincing.
1: I don't know why. I think it was the... I knew the length was going... I think I knew it was going to be a short game, so it wasn't like that part was going to be time-consuming. I think just doing a podcast with you is so exhausting that I was just well, avoiding that. Well, fair. <laughs>
0: I can't... <laughs> I, I have no defense to that. No, but I really <laughs> did...
1: I, I shouldn't have taken so long on this. In fact, I would like to publicly apologize to you. Wow. I'm sorry, because oh I God. really enjoyed this game. And you're oh. right. It, it's a game for me, and it's a game that we can hopefully have a really good podcast about.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we haven't started with a good podcast, but we can we can try making it. Nor have we ever had long. one, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so let, let's talk a little bit about why you hadn't played Her Story. You, you at least used to, I think you still do, though, have a very particular stringent set of rules for yourself when it comes to playing new video games versus playing things on your backlog. You want to discuss yeah. that a little bit? Uh, I guess secrets. I'll be
1: brief about it. Yeah, sure. Okay. I have a list of all the games that I have not yet played. Um, and you know how many,
0: you roughly how many games are on that list?
1: I could probably look it up after this call and tell you, but it's probably okay. around 30 or 40. Okay. I've gotten it down. I've gotten it down a little bit.
0: That—that's That's a...
1: I wish I could have a list that small. Exactly. And and it ballooned in the same way that it does for everyone. Is I got a PC. I got a bunch of Steam sale games. And then... Over the years, every single service in the world is offering free games that I want to eventually play, so I continuously add things. But now my system is, I have like a point system essentially, so every game I beat or play at least two hours of, so that's the minimum, two hours and then I can make a decision if I want to keep playing or not. Uh, I give it a 0.5 toward this like bank. And once I reach one, I can buy a new game or acquire a new game. Uh, I actually don't include uh, free games to that point scale because that seems a little unfair. Okay. Um, So anyway, I didn't play Her Story. I didn't buy Her Story because I was working on this system at the time, even though it's a short game. And then it was free on Epic or something. Probably. Last year or something. Yeah. Uh, So I added it without any, uh, you know, taking any points away um, from my, my pool. But yeah. So now it, it made it the list, and then it only took me nine months to play it once it was on the list. <laughs>
0: uh, I, you know what, I was I was like semi joking that this complicated system, but this system has gotten more complex since the last time you <laughs> talked to me about it. I didn't know about this point system bullshit. Listen, it, I tears.
1: especially during COVID, I have played a lot of games off my backlog,
0: sure. and.
1: Like, played a lot of stuff that I would never play if I was just on the hamster wheel of new releases all the time. Um, So, it seems to be working for me. At least my mental health is better because of it, for some reason. That's the important thing. Yeah.
0: Uh, And then also, like, the reason I thought this game was up your alley is that you uh, at least dabble in authorship, in in some writing, and uh, and are definitely one of the, the more bookish people I know. Uh, which just means you seem to be intelligent. But aren't. Uh, uh, if you carry
1: around a book, people just assume you're intelligent. Exactly. That's exactly.
0: all Exactly. If you, if you wear glasses and you look pretentious enough and you eat avocado toast in the morning, uh, sorry, that's a little pretty podcast. Uh, uh, then, you know, somebody might think you actually know what you're talking about. Um, so yeah, like her story seemed to be your kind of thing, um, and I guess that's our our cue to start talking about her story here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game released in June, or released June twenty fourth, so really close to its anniversary now, um, twenty fifteen. It released on iOS, PC, and Mac, and and then it got an Android version uh, a year later in June twenty sixteen. This was developed and published by Sam Barlow, who uh, we'll we'll talk about here in a second, but I I think. Her story is really interesting to me because it's. I, I find it really difficult to define in traditional genres. Pierce, if I if I asked you from like, hey, Goldeneye is a first person shooter. If I asked you what her story was using
1: genre conventions, what would you call it? An FMV game and then okay. the slash adventure game. I okay, yeah, I, I, that's
0: kind of that's kind of what I have here. It's a it's a full motion video game but beyond that it has elements of visual novels uh, adventure games mystery games it's like it, it's a weird kind of mix I, I think it's actually better described by saying what you're doing in the game which is watching clips of various police interviews and trying to put together like the who and the what and the why and the how of this murder that has taken place or has it taken place i don't know we'll see um but we we mentioned sam barlow her story was made by sam barlow he's a british video game designer who worked at climax studios you might know them best for their work on silent hill origins and silent hill shattered memories barlow left the studio in 2014 to become an indie game developer and her story was his first game as an indie developer he's gone on to make a couple other games we'll talk about those um further down maybe at the end of the show um but the idea of her her story came from Barlow's love of like this non traditional storytelling, and he was really interested in police interrogations. He watched a lot of police like television stuff, not not real police interrogations. <laughs> yeah, um, the
1: dramatization of yeah, police exactly.
0: Interrogations, yeah. Um, and like that was due to like their really intense and cerebral nature, the way you could read and observe body language uh looking between the lines the idea of like mentally breaking down somebody and as he continued to develop that concept he eventually landed on the idea that you know maybe it's maybe it's more about just listening to the interviewee rather than being the interviewer like you don't you don't need to be the person asking the questions the interesting part is watching somebody talk and trying to pick out what's truth what's lies any of that kind of stuff uh pierce do you watch much uh Crime drama television.
1: Yeah, I really don't. Uh, now, yeah. when this game came out, I feel like I was watching a lot more, and there was yeah. like serial was really big at that time, also. Right. Um, but what was the what was the true crime show on Netflix that kind of hit it all off um, about the would be murders uh, in Wisconsin? Making making of a murderer. Is making right a murderer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah. And then there was the parody that Netflix did afterwards. Right. About the penises. <laughs> yes,
0: I yeah. I never watched that one, but I do remember hearing about that yeah. uh yeah so those things were big i i didn't watch or listen to any of those things mm-hmm. but i i did uh you know i i like uh, law and order criminal intent uh specifically mm-hmm. that one because that's the one with vincent d'onofrio and then later jeff goldblum like ah, i like i like those guys uh more than like the svu crew mm-hmm. or or like the regular law and order crew uh you know i i'm i'm a i'm a white 30 something so you know i like the wire <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like there there are certainly elements of those shows that you see in her story in, in terms of breaking down a witness and and that that's kind of that's kind of where sam Barlow was going with this um although it's not it doesn't feel nearly as intense one and we'll get into this more because of the mechanics you don't actually hear the questions you are only hearing the, the interviewee talk Mm -hmm. and and that i think lends uh, a really interesting tone to it that you don't get the intensity as much because you don't even you can't you can't have somebody slam it down on the table and go tell me the truth you did it like no that just that's not happening because you don't hear the interviewer actually talk uh sorry for blowing out anybody's ears
1: no and that (laughs) and that decision is genius for one but it also allows the the listener or the player, whatever you want to say it, there's no leading questions there's no he's not trying to lead you down a path and i think there are probably red herrings in this yes. but it would be there would be more accidental ones if there was someone that was acting the part of the police interrogator
0: yeah so and that's kind of where the the most interesting slash maybe like the only mechanic in this game comes in uh which is this database system called logic l-o-g-i-c um they there it's all capitalized it all has uh, points after it, but I could not find out anything that said what the acronym stood for, and it's killing me. <laughs> I, t- I want to know so bad what Logic stands for, but that is that is the system. Uh, but Logic essentially is just a search engine, and it's capable of searching the transcripts of these police interrogations that happened. the The game says it's set in 1994, like when these when these. Uh, well, actually, the game I think is set in present day, but. You are the person who is on this old police computer and looking through these videos of, the, of these interrogations that happened back in 1994. And <clears throat> uh, so what you do is you, you use logic, this, this search engine, you are, are searching terms, specific terms in there, and it will present you clips that use that word. And and there are some limitations to the system. They they actually talk about how at the beginning of the game, like this, hey, this is old tech. Um, we we tried to digitize all this stuff uh, before Y two K, and like get it all on computers. But then there was a flood. It ended up ruining all the tapes. Uh, also, we lost all the the interviewer questions. And hey, because this was such an old, weird, archaic system, uh, that's why all these videos are broken up into a ton of clips. In fact, it's 271 <laughs> bite-sized clips, and we don't have a way of just putting them all in order. So you kind of got to use the system to search this stuff. So a lot of contrivances to, to get there, but once once you're in there, they make for really smart and interesting game mechanics.
1: Yeah, it, it's enough uh, of a narrative reason for me to be like, okay, yeah, and just believe yeah. it. hmm.
0: Totally. Uh, I really like the the fake computer uh, setup too. That, oh, the I UI that. of that stuff really takes you back to to like old Windows computers. Uh, it's got it's got a couple of readme files on the side of the screen. Like logic is like a windowed thing in the middle of the screen and then you see a couple of readmes and then there's also a game. There's like is it like Reversi? I can't remember what game it is, but it's a very simple like hey, here's we we couldn't afford Minesweeper. So we just put in this basically minesweeper <laughs> game, uh, so you, you can have something to play if you're done actually playing the real game. Um, and, and I think that's that's fun. There's a clock feature that's got like a little pixelated uh, beach setting that reminds me a lot of the the backs of some solitaire cards from uh, hmm. from old. I didn't Windows see that as well. I don't know. You have to move the window of you can actually move the window okay, of the yeah. logic system, and the clock is hidden back there. It's a little Easter egg for, for real real fans. <laughs> obviously your sleuthing skills weren't, no, weren't there. Because also behind there it just says like, oh, obviously it's the it's the twin sister who did it. She was dead uh, the whole
1: time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like what are you doing?
0: Um, so <laughs> um, but yeah, like this these two hundred and seventy one bite sized clips, they they roughly count up to an hour and 40 minutes of interview footage. and again, you're not getting the actual questions. you're only getting this person's answers, this person named Hannah. Um, and to get you started, the system will or actually one more thing, the, the system will only show you the first five clips chronologically um, of where these of where that search term is is written. So you t- if I type in sandwich, uh, it's going to show me the first five clips that, that have sandwich in them. Anything after that, it'll say, yeah, there are more clips. The system's just not capable of of pulling those as well. You only get five, so you get to watch those five. And because they're in chronological order, it's tougher to get to the later interview pieces, which some juicier stuff comes out of. So you might you might type in something at one point, at one point I got frustrated with the game and I just remember typing in the, I was like, fuck it. What is it going to give me? I'll just, I'll put it in anything. And of course, like all of them were extremely early clips. Like this is useless. I need to get better at this. I need to figure out more specific terms that I can search. And it really does kind of make you feel like a detective of f- piecing out what the right word to, to figure out some stuff is. Um, but the, uh, Oh God! read through notes here. Um, the first search is murder. The first search—it's already plugged Thanks. in for you as well. Yes, which which was a design decision. I think there was a, yeah. a focus group thing that happened, and a lot of people didn't even know what you were supposed to type in. Like it—it it, it feels like a Google search. So you—it it does seem a little intuitive on the face of it. Like oh, I know how to type stuff in and hit enter. But uh, I think people were were a little analysis paralysis there. Of I don't even know what the first thing I should type in. So they give you murder. And murder has five clips that are... Or four clips only, actually. Because if there are less than five, they just give you all the ones that it has. So these four clips, I think, do a a fantastic job initially of pulling you into the mystery. And in the first clip, you have your interviewee, uh, Hannah, expressing the surprise that someone has murdered a man named Simon. The second clip has her disputing some potential evidence. The third has her denying that she was the murderer. Mm, the plot thickens. And the fourth has her asking for a lawyer and also chiding the interviewer that they really don't have any, any real proof. Uh, so, pretty pretty good start. Somebody's dead. Uh was it was it you uh i'd like to talk to my lawyer now okay I, i'm i'm interested in seeing more from from what's happening here so from there you're free to type in whatever you want into the search bar uh, but by showing you those four clips you already might have some ideas of what you want to check now and now i go to pierce because it's been six years since i've played this game and uh i have lost my notes to time you just recently played this. You have your I notes did. in front of you. I I, I am really interested, Pierce. Do you know what the first term you searched was after murder?
1: The first thing I searched <clears throat> was blonde. Really interesting. Yeah. interesting. So in in one of those first five clips, they mention the the uh, the woman being interviewed mentions uh, a local pub called Rockington or the Rock. The Rock. Yes. Uh, and in there, she mentions this waitress that may have been working there that night and that Simon likes blondes. And so this seemed like either that or the rock was what I was going to search first. Mm-hmm. So I think I did blondes first and then I searched, uh, the rock or Rockington as, as the location.
0: That that's fascinating because the first, I believe the first thing I typed in and what I imagined the first thing most people would type in would be Simon. Like he's, yeah. he's the guy who got murdered. Who, who the fuck is Simon? Um, uh, you said nah I'm fine I'm good.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like when you enter a level in a platformer and you immediately turn around to look for sure some totally the coin back there. Uh huh. That's what kind of like when like.
0: you when you're given the the fork in the road and yeah. you go like halfway to one just to see like is this the real path or is this like the fake yeah. <laughs> uh, path that has the thing that I'm looking for the collectible. Oh, damn, I went too far. I need to go back and, and go to the other one right. before I come back here. You're like, yeah, I know Simon's going to be important. I'll yeah. get to him. Yeah. But let's let's talk about this blonde girl first. Exactly. Helen, I believe, is her name. Um, which is, uh, as as you mentioned earlier, which is a red herring. Helen has basically nothing to do with this. You you can search. Actually, you searching blonde probably gave you some really good juicy information it did. real quick. Uh, do but you want Helen, to say that right now? It, well, let's save it for okay. let's save it for like the spoil part because I think at this point we still haven't spoiled anything other than you saying they were dead the whole time, um, which isn't true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Helen is a red herring. You you search into Helen and she's mentioned like twice, and it's both like, oh yeah, Simon liked to go to the bar and Helen was there sometimes, and he liked yeah. talking to her. That was that's it. That's all all you can really find about Helen. Um, but then, yeah, Blonde opens up some, some other potential options to you. So, um, I'm, I'm a little bit more interested, before we get into the spoilerific stuff, how, uh, what, what do your notes look like? what, what did you, did you set them up in any pretty particular way? Did you, are you just like... Private eye, scrawling down on a notepad, furiously going through pages, going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Simon, you said Simon on Wednesday. What, <laughs> like, what, what, uh, how'd you find, like, building the notes? It's you were taking little, paper notes.
1: I took paper notes. Uh, it's pretty chronological in terms of what I'm revealing, what I think is true. Mm-hmm. And then some tangents here and there if I learn more information from a different search. And then as I got farther into the game, I started to have a list of all the search terms that I wanted to search because multiple things would come up in clips. Sure. Uh, so I didn't want to forget them. And then within the chronology of the notes, I would sometimes like draw a line across all of it and then put like new theory. And then I would write out what my current theory was at that moment. Yeah, and cool. I really only did that twice because I'm pretty sure I'd know what happened at the end. We'll see. Um, we'll see. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so it's a little bit like it's it's not I'll show you for and this is a podcast. Okay. So we'll... Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm seeing I get it is it looks like an outline more than it looks like scrolls.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then you can kind of see where I started making the lists.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That's that's looking a little bit more uh, red strings on a <laughs> exactly, on a yes. course board. <laughs> um yeah i i i was definitely like all over the place and i think i tried i really tried to be like oh i need to be chronological i need to mark down all of these clips and and have the notation of the date because the date is on the clips you're seeing the timestamps. he's like okay if i figure out like these timestamps, i can start to link these clips together which is kind of pointless because once you unlock clips you can go back and and watch them again um the the computer has and you can save some of those in like a playlist so you can watch multiple ones uh also the game has a history uh section where you can look mm-hmm. at all the searches you've done and in the order that you've done them which is and how many helpful. clips
1: would be revealed from that if you search that term again yeah
0: yeah uh so so a lot of a lot of really useful stuff that you probably didn't need to write out but i was writing out because i didn't know how much information i needed to write at that point um, I watched a YouTube video because uh, everybody's got to have a fucking reaction video at this point. There is private private detective plays her story, oh, God. <laughs> which come on. Uh, what I found interesting though, he's he's uh, <laughs> he's an American <laughs> um, uh, private eye, and he immediately gets baited. I, I don't even think it's supposed to be a bait. Sam Barlow is. We said is British. Uh, hannah the the subject of the interviews is talking in a british accent so when you see the date on the screen it's written like anybody Uh, else would write the date with the the day first and then the month and then the year which is not what we do in here in america so the first two clips he watches he's like oh why is this one in march and this one's in like january like, no no it's like it was the first day of the month and then the third day of the month what are you doing how, how could you be this ridiculous uh, like some private IU, you are you're supposed yeah. to know shit um, but that's also you know a thing that if you're if you're not ready for that then, <laughs> then that's well, something that might trip
1: you up i actually want to go back and i don't know if you have if this is what you're actually saying, but I didn't write my notes in chronological order of how the clips came in. I wrote them Ah, in how I searched. Sure. So it, it basically follows my logic. That's why it's really easy for me to be like, well, this is the first thing I searched. And then from that I searched this. Yeah. Um, but I actually stopped paying attention to the dates on the side at all, because it, I was afraid of that. And especially once I figured out like, okay, it is in European dates or or the rest of the world really. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it was like that, it is sort of difficult to like train yourself to always look at those dates again. So it just, it seemed like a waste of time. So I didn't. Look at the dates. It,
0: and it, well. it kind of is there. There are certain times where you want to kind of go in and line up clips. I, it, it does help. Hannah is wearing different things in the different interviews, which is, is probably the most helpful thing in going, Oh, this is that clip because there are only actually seven interviews uh, that are happening here. So there's seven different, times where this person's being interviewed and you can start to go oh it's the red dress so the red dress i've i've seen that uh in these clips i know that was on the same day you can start putting together a couple things like that um i I think it's probably time if you agree to just jump into things to to put out the big spoiler warning we're gonna actually talk about the game because i don't think you can talk about the game without talking about the game and Mm -hmm. uh and there's at least one big twist in this that You need to talk about to be able to discuss anything about it so uh last chance for anybody spoiler warning her story right now it's on steam it's on ios it's on android uh i think it's a great game it's not a especially expensive game uh pierce got a copy for free so you might already have it laying around (laughs) from the epic game store or something um but we are going to talk about her story and i think we both like it we both like yeah no no
1: i really enjoyed it yes
0: so total recommend go play it if you're still with us, let's talk about some shit. All right. Uh, Pierce, biggest question for from me to you. Mm-hmm. What tipped you off? What was your first suspicion that Hannah wasn't always Hannah?
1: Yeah, so <clears throat> there's a mention of her parents dying, mm-hmm. and there was a, she had an STD. And if you search STD, there's something... Anyway, how I got to it was the name Florence. Okay. And Florence is the midwife who delivers Hannah. And then, I guess, we're, we already did yeah, this spoiler I think. We're, yeah, we're in the trust. She, dress, she yeah. takes, she, the, the mom and dad only wanted one child, and Florence takes the other child and raises it across the street or down the street or something.
0: Mm-hmm. They, they are so, identical, identical twins. They are identical twins. sometimes you are seeing Hannah in this interview room, and sometimes it's actually her twin sister, Eve, who, uh, who, and and you aren't exactly sure who is who, and it really does recontextualize all the clips you've seen up to that point. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm now. When, once I learned that, and I'll talk about how I learned it here in a second. Once you learn that, you go, okay, well, fuck. Which, which, which twin have I been talking to? Which right. twin have I been listening to all these times? And it made me go back and watch a ton of clips to try to figure out, okay, which one's Eve and which one's Hannah, which one's Eve, which one's Hannah, is that, mm-hmm. that one might be, that one might be. Does she have um, her hair
1: up in this one? Does she always have her hair up? Like,
0: right. Is there and, like a mole or actually, anything? I don't even think that. Yeah. That's actually where I started to pick up things, that, that things could be weird and it's probably just because I'm a better detective you, than you. Um, but like in one clip, Hannah as like, oh yes, please uh, can I can I have a coffee, cream and sugar, whatever. And then in another clip Hannah's there going, uh, yeah, I'll, or it, you think it's Hannah. And she goes, oh, I, I love coffee, please. Strong. Black. I'm like, wait a minute. That's not the way you order your coffee. Okay. And then it's a similar way with the way she orders her tea at different times, where like, at one point she says, oh, I, I don't like sugar in my tea because I'm already too sweet. And so like, they make very specific references. This is something that you're supposed to catch on onto if you, if you hear that stuff, if you're looking for it. But there are tons of these things, because this game is is honestly really heavy-handed in, in the way it's written. It's got a ton of overly explained symbolism, a bunch of heavy references, but it's not because it's written poorly. It's because when the game is broken up into these 271 clips, y- you need to be able to catch these different pieces at different times. And because you can search any term you want, or, or any series of words you want, it's, it's really tough... To, to know exactly where players are going to be at any one time. So you mm-hmm. kind of got to give them enough breadcrumbs in different points. So if you're looking to figure out, okay, how, how do you know Hannah's a twin? Here are a bunch of ways that it does that. So I talked about the coffee or tea. Um, we hear the story of Hannah's infertility in one clip, and then later mm-hmm. she says she's pregnant in another mm-hmm. clip. Um, we hear, uh, that oh, she's very reserved about sex at, at some mm-hmm. points Then she's like, ah, why, why? That's a private thing. I don't know why I want to talk about it. And then other times she's extremely open. It's like, yeah, I had a ton of boyfriends, blah, blah, blah. Um, she has a bruise in, mm-hmm. in one clip. And then I think it's like the very next day in terms of the timestamps, she doesn't have the bruise and she actually yeah. touches the other side of her face. And it's like, oh yeah, I've got a really fast metabolism. So I was like, wait, wait a minute. I uh hang on. Like you you should probably still have that bruise a day later and also you're not touching the correct side of your face. Um and then maybe the biggest one one that a lot of people will find, Eve has a tattoo and Hannah doesn't. And sometimes they're wearing long sleeve shirts and other times uh she's not, and other times when she's not uh, there's like a glass of water in front of Eve that obscures the tattoo specifically on her arm, so you're, you're not 100% sure, but uh, you're able to start piecing some stuff together where, especially when you you kind of figure out that there's a twin, but you don't really know what to search, and okay. there's a specific clip where she's wearing this blue T-shirt where she's got the tattoo, and somebody asks, she's like, oh, my tattoo, uh, you know, it's an apple and a snake, you know obviously uh and you're like oh okay okay so now now you have an idea what if i typed in eve and then yeah you learn a lot more about her being the the twin sister Mm -hmm. That, that stuff i just think is really cool despite being really obvious like oh the woman named eve got the apple and a snake tattooed on her that's a little, a little on the nose, don't you think? Right. It's like, yeah, it is. Purposely on the nose because this would be an impossible game if you tried to do
1: it normally because we're not all real private detectives. Right. And there needs to be... I mean, the fact that we can have a podcast about this is sort of incredible because there are so many different paths to this. And totally. it's almost like a, an emergent gameplay. Is that what it's called? when When yeah. something happens in-game and it you can only see it and it's a unique thing that happened to you. And you can create your own narrative off of that. So my like those are all really obvious things and the two ways I got there the way I got to to really originally come to that conclusion was Florence and then the other way I confirmed it was actually her driving she mentions in one clip i can't remember but one of them is a very poor driver and one of them is a very good driver and there's an accident there's a there's a couple different instances where there's like bad driving skills are mentioned in some way mm-hmm. and so i was like okay these are different people i didn't even notice the other stuff you mentioned until much later in the game where it was all just confirmation of a theory that i already had
0: totally yeah i mean and i remember showing this to a friend um you know maybe a couple of years ago just to be like hey man i think this game's really cool uh and my friend pierce won't play it so i need somebody else to play it <laughs> um and, and like he sat down with me and i was showing it to him and he's a, a smart person sometimes too smart for his own good and it really pissed me off he's like oh well the twins and so, well, fuck you! Like you're not supposed to know that. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> and, and I think I think I tipped him off enough that it's like this game is really cool. It's got it's got like a, it's I, I, I don't have think a I said twist. a twist, but it's like yeah. oh, it's got a twist. And and so I think he was looking for something like that. Um, if I if I don't want to give him that much credit, he's still a very smart guy though. Um, but even then, knowing that Han is a twin doesn't tell you really anything. It doesn't mm-hmm. tell you. Who murdered Simon? It doesn't tell you that either of them are guilty. Right. It's just weird and suspicious, and it's it's the big turning point of the game. But you still need to put together all the other stuff. You need to put together who is who in which clip, uh, when when somebody is lying and why they might lie, and then like what happened to Simon? Where's the body? Where's all this other stuff? What's what's going on? So I. I can you talk a little bit more about, about your experience, kind of where you were typing in stuff, where you were learning stuff? Actually, maybe this is just the time to ask you, Pierce, what happens in her story? What, from, from your notes and opinions, what, what did
1: you gather? I tried explaining this to my wife, uh, Lucy, who you know, <laughs> right after I played it, and I sound like a crazy person. When I, sure. when you When you explain this to someone who also doesn't play video games, you sound even more bad off. Uh, but here's what my theory is of what happened Um, Eve and Hannah were basically swapping like the prestige they were twins and the people around them didn't always know that there were two people there they always thought it was just one person Hannah and so they would do everything together if someone got in a fight and got a bruise the other person would have to get punched in the face to to, uh, replicate that bruise if someone were to get pregnant that's when Eve was going to try really hard to get pregnant. That's why she was sleeping around a lot also. She was promiscuous, but she was also intent on getting pregnant so that they could continue swapping out, uh, lead this one life with two people. So my theory is Hannah got pregnant, lost the baby. Meanwhile, Eve, and becomes infertile either through this or was infertile uh, to begin with. Throughout this, Eve and Hannah are still swapping roles, but simon impregnates eve and who is simon simon is uh hannah's husband okay yeah but i didn't say that far today yeah and i'm also looking at your face like trying to be like okay what am i wrong about uh based on your your smile so far so far you're you're all on the money okay so here's where i think we might deviate to what actually happened to simon there was and this leads me back to my first search blonde there's a blonde wig involved in this and eve Yes, Eve was posing as a different person using the blonde wig or fulfilling some sort of fantasy of his with the blonde wig, one or the other. Um, So Simon thinks he's either like has this more adventurous person or is actually having an affair. And in his mind, he's having an affair. She gets pregnant and the sisters... Decide that they're going to test him, essentially, to see if he, because for for what he knows, Eve is a separate person. So he's impregnated a woman outside of his marriage, and Eve doesn't test him. Hannah tests him, puts on the wig, acts like this person that he's he's supposed to be having an affair with, and is like, "Would you leave your wife for me?" And he says yes, and in that kills Simon. So Hannah, posing as Eve, kills Simon, <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, Eve drives up to Glasgow to have sort of an, an alibi, because they look the same, and they can uh, pose as the same people. Um, and then comes down, comes back, they discover the body, in quotes, discover the body, and call the police, and that's why she gets dragged in.
0: You are you are mostly right. Like everything you're saying, more or less happened. I think there's some some extra context that I can provide okay. in here, but for the most part, and and I'm imagining you did not watch all 271 clips.
1: I did not, um, not at all. I said, it took me about two defense. hours to play through the game, I think, um, and that was with a lot of writing and sure. searching and rewatching some clips. So. And I didn't watch any fan theories or anything
0: after that. Right. Uh, and I I now have. Uh, bef- mm-hmm. Prepping for this podcast, I, I told you I didn't want you to watch any of that shit because I, I was more interested in hearing your your specific thoughts. And then uh, then we could kind of compare notes here. So mm-hmm. I did uh, something that nobody should do, which is I watched a YouTube video that has all these clips lined up in chronological order,
1: oh. uh, <laughs> which
0: just makes it the most boring fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, because the clips don't always line up cleanly, uh, and because it's just, like, the, a lot of stuff at the beginning is just really boring. It's, like, really, it's, it's all set up. And she has to repeat herself a bunch of times, because you could find a lot of these clips at any point, and you're supposed to find those clips. And then all the juicy revelation stuff comes at the very end. Uh, in mostly in this last interview, in that seventh interview that happens, It's really boring. Do not spend an hour and 40 minutes of your life doing that. But I did it because I need to present a podcast to you guys. Uh, I also watched uh, Mark Brown from Game Maker's Toolkit, which is a wonderful YouTube channel. He did a video for uh, Pocket Gamer mm. that basically spoiled the shit out of everything with her story. And I'm more or less using what he did but uh, instead of watching a 15-minute video about that, I'm, gonna coin, I'm going to kind of, you know, recap it here pretty quickly. Um, so, unless there are even bigger and unnecessary lies at play, which is possible, but from a story structure point, you don't need any of these other lies on who might be lying at different points, this is basically what happens. Uh, like Pierce said, Hannah and Eve are twins, they were separated at birth, um, and Hannah. Eve was, uh, was not allowed to go outside because Florence knew that, uh, you know, hey, I've got this twin girl here. Uh, I live a- basically across the street from these guys. Uh, I can't show them that I have a daughter who looks exactly like their daughter. They might, they might get suspicious, right? Um, so Eve's not allowed to go outside, but she does see Hannah playing in the yard and goes like, holy shit, I've got, I've got this, this reflection, this mirrored version of me out there. And uh, at one point, Florence dies, and Eve goes and sneaks over to Hannah's place, and Hannah's shocked by having a twin, but she's like, yeah, hell yeah, I've got, a, I've got this cool friend now. And so Eve lives in the attic of Hannah's house, and that gets into all the swapping that Pierce talked about, where sometimes they'd, they'd go to school for each other, Eve was better at some subjects, Hannah was better at other ones, so you can do that. They'd have to keep <clears throat> a detailed diary. Diary is a word that you can write down uh, in, in the system and learn some stuff. Uh, but they would keep a detailed diary of, here's what I did today. Here's how I acted. You need to know that stuff going forward in case that. Pierce was right about uh, swapping places. If somebody got a bruise, they'd have to punch the other one. Uh, I believe Hannah lost a baby tooth early, and and so they had to rip out a tooth from Eve, <laughs> which, rough shit. Um, <laughs> And then, so that was more or less going well. They, they really liked this yeah. setup. They, they even dealt with all the bullshit that, that went with it. But they liked this idea that they were uh, these, like they could do anything. They had somebody just like them. They had this reflection. A reflection is a, a big, heavy-handed word they use a lot. Uh, because they don't want to use the word twin a lot, which, right. makes, which makes some sense. Uh, especially when you think about the way that you need to search terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, they... Eve is not actually mentioned in the writing very much at all. I think she's got like seven mentions. So you need, they, they she instead says, like, my reflection or, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, like, there are other ways that they talk about her. So you can't just game the system by typing in the exact right word you're looking for. Uh, and that is kind of how uh, Barlow is able to, somewhat funnel players into into specific Mm -hmm. parts because he knows what they're going to learn at different times anyway so the two girls play this kind of parent trap thing through their upbringing upbringing they share tests they share boys experiences but then hannah meets a guy named simon who she really likes and she decides she doesn't want to share him and uh it kind of breaks off this idea with with eve and ends up getting accidentally pregnant even though like eve was the promiscuous one who'd go in and have sex with the boys because hannah was really shy about sex uh, Hannah the one time she does have sex instant pregnant good job good job Hannah you broke the rules of our <laughs> of our shit uh, and now we're in this really bad spot so you're right uh, Eve tries to go out and and get pregnant and just can't is, is not able to to get pregnant to try to keep the lie up so at one point they go okay we gotta split because you're starting to show and I can't I just can't fool them like that mm-hmm. so Hannah moves in with Simon Eve stays in the attic of Hannah's so parents' crazy. house, her her parents' house, and has to has to kind of wait. Um, Hannah's parents die from eating poisoned mushrooms. mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, which that that also feels like a red herring. At one point, I was wondering if Eve had killed the parents herself. Yeah, so I was she thinking could that live in well. that house. So uh, she was it,
1: she was upstairs. Just a brief aside on that. She was yeah. upstairs, like recovering from some std that she got
0: right in the the pregnant. yeah yeah,
1: yeah. and came down one day and was like and saw the parents were dead uh and they were mushroom hunters uh their entire lives so they should they should have known better than to eat that mushroom so there is like a mystery there but i never really ended up searching because that wasn't the main plot exactly
0: like it didn't matter like it's possible that is that is one of those bigger unnecessary potential lies that Eve might have killed Hannah's parents just so she could have well, better free reign of that house. <laughs> well, yeah, both their parents, but yeah, you, you know. Um, so she could she, she could enjoy that house a little bit more, but regardless. Um, so then Eve, I guess, decides that, you know, even though she can't get pregnant, she still wants to be around Hannah. Hannah does miscarry, like you said, um, and after that, it's like, okay, well, we, we could potentially get back together now that you aren't pregnant anymore we we still look alike so eve comes and uh can't live with them in their house so she gets like a, a shitty hotel room shitty apartment whatever and it's just kind of near hannah and she's playing she plays music she plays guitar that's another thing hannah can't play music oh that's and right Eve's, yeah. eve is pretty good at guitar
1: so and that, eve is the song that she plays is also very heavy-handed about the oh, sisters, <laughs> yes, totally,
0: totally is. Um, Eve is playing shows in in this town that they're in, and Simon catches one of the shows accidentally. That's where she's wearing a blonde wig, so people don't think she's Hannah. Um, but Simon sees her, sees the resemblance obviously, and, and goes up to talk to her. And it's like, oh man, he doesn't. He doesn't tell her that he has a wife. She knows obviously who he is and and uh, what's going on here, but she like kind of getting back at Hannah kind of also interested in Simon herself goes along with it and yes she ends up getting pregnant which she didn't think could happen she thought they were both just were probably infertile if if Hannah was then she was too but that is not the case and now she's pregnant and now what do you do because (laughs) what she ends up doing is she tells Hannah hey I'm pregnant she doesn't say who it is though and so Hannah's happy for Hannah actually says alright let's stop this fucking lie this is stupid I'll tell Simon that we're twins you can live with us we can help raise the baby it all makes sense and Eve's like uh well I mean (laughs) and then when Hannah tells Simon hey I have a twin sister uh and also she's pregnant uh (laughs) Simon's like uh oh
1: well uh hmm
0: (laughs) and then uh Hannah catches on like oh wait a minute you fucked her didn't you yeah <laughs> um which leads to some problems and and there's a big argument that's happening Eve tries to get out of town to give them space that's why she goes up to Glasgow and mm-hmm. that is when uh this this murder ends up taking place Hannah like you said poses as Eve it's also important to note this is hannah's birthday it's both of their birthdays the twins but um it's it's the birthday and simon is a glassmaker and made this really nice one of a kind putting this you guys (laughs) can't hear it but i'm i'm using the quotes (laughs) uh makes this one of a kind beautiful mirror for for hannah and gives it to her very nice blah 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 uh Now he thinks he's talking to Eve that night because Hannah's wearing that blonde wig that Eve wore. And he gives Eve, whose birthday is also today, uh, this very beautiful, one-of-a-kind, handcrafted mirror. But it's Hannah, who's already received this gift, and that's what puts her over the edge Mm -hmm. of, you think I'm fucking Eve, and I'm not, and you gave me this beautiful present, and then it's not a one-off you son of a bitch. And she actually uses the mirror and slashes his throat and Simon dies. Uh, she didn't mean to, but she just kind of uh, made a motion. It slashed him. It's over. It's done. So Eve comes back from Glasgow. Uh, she did have that <clears throat> that car accident real quick. Um, and, and then came back to find Hannah's now covered in blood. This is the next day. Hannah's covered in blood. Uh, Simon is on the floor with his throat slashed hannah's still wearing the wig eve kind of figures out immediately like oh things went bad did they (laughs) Uh, uh, but now now that they're here and can talk they decide blood's thicker than water we need to take care of this baby let's let's figure out what we can do here so they they roll up simon they put him in the cellar and they they kind of start to get their story straight and they call the cops to to file a missing persons report and that's when this game more or less starts and they start talking to Hannah. But at some points, they Eve comes in because she's better at talking or it, the idea is that they're trying to get Hannah ready to skip town. Uh, and that's what happens at the end where I think they, they start to figure out that the police are onto them, that they might be twins. There's even, if you type in twins because you think like, oh, maybe they're twins. The first clip is, it makes you think it's a red herring where they just laugh, or Hannah just laughs at you. You think it's Hannah anyway. Uh, she's like, twins? That's such a stupid thing. What What the hell are you talking about? And so if you just watch that one clip, you go, yeah, you're right. It was a dumb theory. I don't know what I was mm-hmm. thinking. It's probably something else. Um, but if you keep going in, you're like, eh, I don't know, it might still be possible. Um, but this gives Hannah enough time to skip town. And that is at the end of the game, this final interview, where she's saying, you have no proof. You have no murder weapon because they threw the the mirror away you don't have her clothes because they burned him and also this person that you think did it this this eat hannah that you talked about
1: mm-hmm.
0: hannah's fucking gone you know that i'm eve you know that mm-hmm. i didn't do it because every because i had that alibi i was gone i was in glasgow you know hannah did it you don't know where hannah is she's gone also this might have just been made up Cause I'm Hannah now. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like I, I, so like you know that I didn't do it, but you also know that. <laughs> so that's kind of where the game leaves you. Where what happens? Ah, whatever. Uh, they have one final semi twist in there because I think yeah. they kind of say it before. You, you, the person who's typing terms into the computer is actually Eve's child. You yeah. are, you are watching all these clips from before. Uh, there's even like a little chat that comes up at some point where it goes like, hey, are you satisfied? And if you hit yes, like, yeah, so that's what happened to your parents. Uh, <laughs> you're like, oh, shit, it, it's me. I'm I'm Sarah. Sarah is mm. the name of the child, and that's also a term you can use. Um, that's basically the story. So I think you were pretty, you're pretty spot on. You yeah. know what happens. There were a couple little details here and there. But other than that, that's that's the yeah. story. And I think it's I- pretty good.
1: I think it's really good. And going back to what we were saying at the beginning of this, like the whole functionality of the search, the old computer was nice, but there was also occasionally sirens would go past and then you could see the silhouette or a reflection in the screen. Mm-hmm. And it's this young woman or something like that. And that added to the tension the entire time. Uh, and then it also made me think like, Oh wait, no, I, this isn't me video game player playing this game. I'm actually playing a, a character as well. What's their relation to this story? um which is just a a brilliant touch in my opinion because there's not really anything that's done with that information once the game ends at all it's not to my knowledge
0: yeah there's no there's nothing in the game that says hey you won hey you got it yeah yeah it is it literally does ask you are you satisfied and if you're not satisfied if you still want more details you can keep searching through these clips and, and try to figure more stuff out um and it does show you, hey, here are how many of the, the clips that you've seen out of all of them. So you know, oh, maybe, maybe there's something interesting in one of these clips. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, there's not because it's not supposed to. Um, but, you know, while while it's really overwrought, I, there's definitely a method to this writing that's happening here. Yeah. We've talked about it a little bit. But there's even – the word choices are just so specific. Simon, at one point, uh, we didn't mention this at all, but Simon was given a watch by his um, – by his by his boss yeah his boss eric and it was a very nice watch and they talk about it a couple of times oh where's eric's watch it wasn't on his body Mm -hmm. um the the reason it plays into the story is like it's it's stopped the watch has stopped at a specific time and that's the time that eve was in glasgow so it couldn't have been her i didn't murder her look at the watch um so you're like okay this watch is a pretty big deal what if i type in watch and you think you'll be learning more about the timepiece that that simon was given as a gift but you'll You'll also find a clip where Hannah talks about a time that she held Eve's head underwater wanting to watch her drown. Okay. And that that is a time you're like, oh shit, like you lear- you learned something really specific and you didn't even know you were looking for that right. because you type in a word like watch and that is one of those clips that was specifically put in there um, and, and specifically written that way. It's, it's really interesting. Like I mentioned, there are only seven instances in the entire transcript where the name Eve is mentioned. Uh, despite her being referred to in general a ton of other times. Twins is only mentioned a couple times in the first instance, like I said, it's completely left off uh, making you think that you found a red herring and the sisters often call each other her reflection, which ties into the mirror that that's given as a gift, which ties into the idea that Simon is a glassmaker. So reflection shows up in a couple of different contexts and interesting ways, but it makes it tougher and more interesting to get to those later clips that have that juicier info to them something yeah. interesting if you type in her story into the search bar you get some incredibly juicy details really early that's kind of just like an easter egg because she has to mention like uh, uh I think Eve I think it's talking about the murder specifically and Eve's <laughs> asking Hannah about the murder and he's she says that was her story and yeah. you're like oh shit <laughs> that's the <laughs> that's the Leonardo <laughs> Leonardo yeah. pointing at the screen <laughs> that's the one that's it you did the thing
1: it's <laughs> very good. Uh yeah, I'd love to see good. I'd love to see the storyboard in Sam Barlow's apartment home, like oh, yeah. what what that looks like and all the, the web that he has crafted uh from this. Because it is incredible how many different ways there are to come to these conclusions. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um and another thing we haven't even mentioned here, I don't even remember it in my playthrough. Maybe you remember it because you were definitely more uh audibly inclined than I am. If that's a thing uh music <laughs> plays a subtle but important role in her her story as well so the music actually uh change it it's mostly just like ambient kind of kind of slight yeah. but there are some cues that you'll find at the end of clips that that are like some specific clips that the game knows like this is a revelation you yeah, should know really that this is a revelation yeah. here is a sound cue to make you go like hey you're on the right track or And so if you're watching a clip that doesn't have a sound cue, you go, oh, well, there's probably nothing in there that I really need to know about. But some of these big revelations uh, have those sound cues at the end. So if you are a sharp-eared player, that is something that you will uh, you can catch on to and, and gives you a better idea of, of how to go about mm-hmm. playing the game. I I mean, that's mostly her story, that's right? It. That's it. That's her story. That's yeah. kind of
1: it. I, listen, it, it was good enough that I want to play Telling Lies, Sam Marlowe's next FMV game, I think he did. Yep developed directly after this he did it's a
0: spiritual follow follow follow-up to her story that came out in 2019 telling lies it's very similar to her story in that it's also full motion video clips that can be searched for using words very very specifically hey uh, it it works
1: why why mess with the formula here
0: but what's what's really interesting the way they did mess with the formula you actually get to hear the other side of the conversations and telling lies it's it's video chats like we're doing right now but they're broken up into a bunch of (laughs) splits and you kind of have to figure out who is talking to who, how these conversations connect, to to figure out what's what's going on here, using clues because they're not always just gonna. I, if if we broke this up into 271 clips, Pierce, I don't always say Pierce when I'm when I'm talking. Somebody might go, well, who the fuck is he talking to then? And that's the point of telling lies. Uh, I have also not played it. I find it I find it to be really interesting, but part of me also like thinks that her story is some like singular interesting experience and to play something else like this, it, it's a silly thing. I should just go play telling lies at the very least I should buy telling lies and then never play it, which is my MO for every other game <laughs> I've ever owned. But
1: um, you need a system. Part- Let me tell you about my system. Jess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's quarter points when I even look at a game. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, I, I, I find her story to just be this really cool, innovative, interesting thing. That in some ways, despite being this small indie game, in some ways brought back FMV games. FMV games were a big yeah. deal back in the 90s and, and even a little bit earlier. Um, and that's, that's just something that kind of went away as, as games continued being made and graphics ended up looking better that you know, we don't need to make a bunch of actor stuff and it really limits us in, in some specific ways. But her story kind of showed that there's more stuff you can do with this genre and it, it, in fact, uh, inspired a, a number of, of FMV games. Uh, Contradiction Spot the Lie being one of the big ones. And then uh, the people who made that also uh, have a, another game that come, came out somewhat recently that's FMV-based. Uh, that it, brought, it brought back a genre from the brink of death. It's not even a genre. Like we mentioned, this game isn't really a genre. It's a style. It's a style choice, an artistic choice that you make but it's one that hadn't been used for a while, and now it's kind of seen a resurgence. And that is mostly due to this relatively small indie game uh, that, that people just latched onto really,
1: really yeah. tightly. A limited Run has also certainly helped with that by uh, releasing physical versions of a lot of those FMV games from the 90s. Um, but yeah, it also uh, this game also reminded me a little bit of back in 1995. Did we ever talk about that?
0: I don't believe we did.
1: It's a survival horror game that came out in 2016 uh, by a developer called Throw the Warped Code Out, uh, and it's it's sort of like a like a, it sort of looks like the original Resident Evil games uh, insofar as that it it's set in 1995, and it uses all the ephemera uh, like screen the mechanics of a. Of a game, of a survival horror game in the mid nineties, and is it like the, I, the
0: forced camera angles as you were like walking? Yeah, through
1: yeah. Or? Except okay. for it's it's primarily isometric, uh, but yeah, forced camera angles, um, dated gameplay uh, design. You know, some things <laughs> should remain. Mean. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which it, it, I mean, the the trappings of a mid nineties game, especially adventure games and action games, uh, deserve to stay there. But one of the things I really appreciate, appreciated about her story is that all of the mechanics of searching uh we started talked about this at the beginning but of like looking at back at what you have searched before it's all done with the player in mind and there's a lot of like quality of life touches to her story that i find um are, are great and they also make this game something that like has all of the the retro-ness of an FMV game but all of like but translated to 2020 or 2015 when this game came out um so that it goes down a little easier in many ways. Totally. Um, don't play like, back in 1995. It's not a very good game, <laughs> but, but it does Like, like we stories.
0: even mentioned, like it's, it's purposefully it, – it's evocative of old, uh, contrived, um, like – Rough games, like really stilted gameplay, because that's the gameplay we could have back in those times. Right. It, it, it's evocative of that without being a real pain in the ass. And when it is being a pain in the ass, it's meant to be a pain in the ass. Right. But it's only showing you five clips, or it's not showing you the interviewer stuff. Like, a, a lot of that stuff is is a, a very artistic, authored choice uh, to, to be purposefully difficult in that way. Mm-hmm. But it, it is... It's definitely I mean it's a search bar. We all we've all yeah, used we've the, all used Google at this game. point. Yep. It's very easy to get the idea of what this is. If if you have used Google and watched a YouTube video, you're pretty good at, at knowing how to play this game. Yeah. Um, the the only other I, thing you might need to do is is have like a pencil ready so yeah. that you can write. That, that's helpful. And I might even say it's better to take notes on a computer where you can Copy and paste stuff, uh, and and put stuff in different orders, and, mm-hmm. and have have it written down a little better that way. Uh, I definitely at one point moved my paper notes to to my laptop, and even then went like, oh god, now now I just have two messes. Like, what yeah. am I doing? <laughs> this is this is awful. Why, did, we I, should, why uh, did I do
1: this? We should also mention, and I don't think we have the the actress who is yeah in, in this uh, Viva Seifert is her name, mm-hmm. uh, and I really just googled her while we were talking about this I didn't look her up much but she was apparently a gymnast in the 1992 Summer Olympics and then also oh it was in the band Bikini atoll um, but she when we when you first get in there and that first search is murder there's like a there's a couple performances that are a little melodramatic and there certainly are throughout the clips but I was almost I was almost like ooh is this what this whole game's gonna be and then having watched a lot of the clips over time she is actually very I think she is talented as this actress, but also there's an amateurness that she's supposed to have because the actual character is putting on a show. Um,
0: And and also, like, you can't do subtle actor cues because we we need to tell the players some things. So we need you to be actually relatively big and boisterous sometime, which doesn't make you, doesn't come off as you being the best actress, even though you're doing exactly what the player needs you to do at that point. Yeah. Which is understandable. Uh, one another thing that we didn't mention is she fucking taps out a, a knock pattern a couple different times in the game. Oh yeah, I went it's to just look that up what, to see what uh, it was. Yeah. Uh, so looking it up, uh, it's it's nothing really important. One of them is "love you" and because okay. she she thinks she's talking to Hannah specifically mm. uh, or Eve. Maybe I don't know who's who is who in that or Sarah
1: clip. for that matter.
0: Uh, that, that could be as well. Um, that would be. That would be pretty prescient to think, oh, yeah. I bet my 20 year old daughter will come back to this police station and watch these watch these videos and I can tap out this knock pattern to her. I'm going to guess maybe that is not it. <laughs> but who knows? Uh, sillier things have happened. But she, she taps out love you at one point um, and then another time she taps out and, and she apparently taps it out incorrectly uh, which is supposed to be uh, maybe another clue that that Eve is or that Hannah is better at the tap code than Eve is, um, okay. and and so she taps out something like, oh, I forgot what it was, but it's like an it's an R where a U should be, and it's it's like wait a minute that doesn't make any sense. Oh, it's it's a uh, I think it says by, I think it says by Hannah, but the Y is like actually an R or something. It's it's something okay. like that, but the idea is. Bye, Hannah. I know that you skipped town. You're never going to listen to this, so I don't know why I'm tapping it out on the knock pattern other than maybe just, like, a force of habit because they used that knock pattern when they were kids uh, because one was living in the attic and one wasn't. So they had to find a way to tap codes to each other um, to be able to still speak to each other even when they couldn't see each other. Um, So, again, lots of little things. We haven't even talked about everything here. There's so many other little things. Um, that you can go in and, and explore. If you want to hear more about her story, I mentioned it before, but Mark Brown of Game Maker's Toolkit did an extremely good job uh, both in talking about the way the game is structured. You can actually watch uh, his video that has more you know, visual elements that this audio podcast is incapable of giving you. Um, can show off a little bit better the game without spoiling you. Um, and then he also did that really nice uh, breakdown of... Of the whole story of it in in uh, Pocket Gamer, and I'll put both of those on the show notes, which you can find at GamersOnTheGo.com. Uh, what all? What else? I will also put on there. There is an exhaustive breakdown of the game and its mechanics and, and interesting points by Depaul and University of Chicago professor Ian Bryce Jones, uh, who has used her story as a teaching tool in some of his college classes. It is. It's really good. He's the he's the crazy guy who went even crazier than I did, and he has watched not only all the clips in order, but he's the one who went out and found like, hey, uh, you know, you only mention Eve seven times in this transcript. That's uh, that's a that's an interesting choice. Let's talk about why you did that. Uh, he has done all the exhaustive work, um, and and I think his his writing on the subject is is pretty interesting when it talks about how players get funneled some of the the kind of theory behind how you set up a game like this how you design a game like that that i found pretty interesting um so that'll be up there as well pierce you mm-hmm. um you are uh you're a pax man you're i am you uh you work for a company that, that puts on some Pax's. what can you tell mm-hmm. me about pax what's uh when's when's next lander gonna have their their next uh <laughs> They're their first. I don't know, yeah. I don't know
1: about that part. Uh, <laughs> but our next PAX is PAX Online East. And that's July 15th through the 18th, 15th through the 17th. Um, and that's going to be all digital. And then the next PAX physical, hopefully, is going to be PAX West. That's at least what we're planning right now. Um, and that'll be in Seattle on Labor Day weekend, which is September or first week of September or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, so you know, hopefully see people in person this nice. year at some point. Yeah, uh,
0: PAX PAX West is usually around Labor Day, right? Correct, yes. It's always can, on Labor Day weekend, yeah. Yeah, you give that, that extra day to, so you can enjoy some video game stuff. Um, anything, like I don't want to date the podcast too much, but anything you've been playing recently that uh, you find interesting, you want to talk about, specifically handhelds, but anything is fine?
1: Uh, specifically handhelds, I did run through the single-player campaign of Monster Hunter Rise, which is the first monster hunter game i've seen credits on um i don't think that series is for me for (laughs) a variety of reasons yeah uh but it was enjoyable i suppose it was something that you know like many of my switch games that i play i like playing it with a basketball game in the background or while i'm doing something else so that those bite-sized chunks of fighting a monster in 15 minutes is super nice i don't know did you play that at all
0: uh, no, I I learned much earlier than you that I do mm-hmm. not like Monster Hunter games. Um, so yeah. Rise is one that I I skipped. Although I do I did really enjoy Monster Hunter Stories for the 3DS. Yeah. And there is a new one, Monster Hunter Stories Two: Wings of Ruin, that is coming out for the Switch uh, later later this year. And in fact, mm-hmm. like a month from when we're recording, it's wire, so, so it yeah. pro- might already be out by the time you're listening. Um, that series I found to be really cool. It's it's more of a turn based RPG with the trappings of Monster Hunter, and I think mm-hmm. I enjoy the trappings of Monster Hunter. I just don't really like playing Monster Hunter because of animation priority and oh, this feels yeah. like Dark Souls, and I don't like any of this shit. This is this sucks. Like I don't want to yeah. tag monsters with paintballs. I don't want to have to do all this bullshit. I know Rise actually skips some of that stuff um, and streamlines it a little bit, but it is still just not the not the series for me. But yeah. very cool. Uh, and I'm definitely looking forward to Monster Hunter Stories too. Um, what about you, Ben? Yeah, uh, I have been playing a lot of a game I can't talk about because uh, it's going to be the next episode of Gamers on the Go. I'm excited okay. for that one though. Um, I uh, let me give you let me give you something. It's not well. I mean, it's technically handheld. It's a uh, it's a browser game. It's a game that you can play in your browser on on uh, itch itch.io. It is called Tiny Islands. It's a game made by David King. Um, if God, this It's not the easiest URL. You can probably just find it better by searching for Tiny Islands on itch, but it is dr, uh, dr-d-king.itch.io slash tiny-islands. Uh, and it is just a really small puzzle game. It's, uh, I'm trying... The idea here is it's tile based. You have a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I think it's a nine. I think it's a nine by nine grid, um, and and you get these different tiles that you can place on this nine by nine grid. Uh, so you've got houses and mountains and and uh, forest tiles and sand tiles, and they have very specific rules on where they can go and how they can generate points for you. And, and so you need to place them, and it's a you get a random assortment, and you're you get a random assortment of both the tiles and where you can place them each turn, and you have to to kind of strategically pick where to put these tiles to try to generate the best score. Uh, and then you also get this tool that lets you draw the island afterwards. So it, at the beginning of the game, you are just placing stuff down into what is essentially the ocean, and then you have to make a choice three different times in the game to circle around these things and make them the actual tiny islands. But as you do that, it starts to limit you on where you can place new things because you've already built an Island. Maybe you put a mountain down and mountains get generate points by having um, forests near them, mm-hmm. but you just built this Island and the next forest tile comes up and it's nowhere near your mountain. It's going to land in an ocean. So that means, okay, I've got to make a new Island that uses that forest somewhere else. And I, d- I can't screw myself by, putting places down because i only get to make three islands uh that that's a complex way of talking about it it's a really cool game you you play it a couple times and you start to to get the idea of how it works Um, i'll also tell you that my high score is 76 which i think is quite good Uh, i've seen somebody get a 79 but other than that like you're gonna mostly get scores in the 30s 40s 50s um so if you want to if you want to go at me go at the king well, not not the king, because David King made this game. He's the, he's the king. Um, but if you want to go at the ruler of Tiny Islands, uh, <laughs> you best not miss. That's uh, yeah. the phrase, right? <laughs> that's, yep. That's, that's from The
1: Wire, because you're a 30-something white guy.
0: Yes, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Pierce, for tying it all back around. <laughs> um, so plugs, plug stuff. You can find Gamers on the Go, GamersOnTheGo.com. Like I said, there will be all the... Uh, links to, to other things that I've gotten there in the show notes um, at GOTG Podcast on Twitter. If you want to talk to us directly, talk to us about a game that uh, you know you, you'd be interested in hearing a Gamers on the Go episode of, uh, or to tell us how you found her story, tell us where we were wrong. Did I get something wrong? It's very possible. Um, and then, uh, as as for me, I'm at Chase Kenneke on on Twitter. That's uh, Chase underscore K O E N E K E pierce uh you tweet occasionally you want to you want to throw occasionally
1: uh yeah my twitter handle is at pj core that's pj and then c-o-u-r-c-h-a-i-n-e and yes i occasionally tweet i tweet about a lot of things other than video games if you like tweets about the packers uh,
0: or how bad the bucks are doing or um yep. you know some other pretentious music bullshit. that's that's the yeah no i i said other pretentious bullshit we got okay it. Yep, yep. <laughs> um that is that is definitely a place for it uh, but you also talk about some video games every once in a while occasionally yes pierce thank you so much for coming on thank you for finally playing this game that i suggested to you six years later we did uh, it I, I can't wait I can't wait to suggest another game to you and wait another six years <laughs> to do another episode with yep. you someday.
1: Telling Lies in 2027.
0: Sounds great. It's, Be uh, I'll, make a, I'll make a note on my phone, and then in 20, like two days before, 20, <laughs> before January, or not January, uh, June 13th, 2027, I'll go, Pierce, fuck, we both need to play Telling Lies.
1: <laughs> we both fucked up here.
0: <laughs> can't wait. Anyway. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next episode. Have a wonderful day.